right, everybody. Welcome to Don't Be a Deuce Podcast. I'm your co-host, Stefan Kadu. We've got Mr. Paul Cairns here and Jamie Noskovich. Did I say correctly, Jamie? You did. Thanks for having yes, me. Yes, I've been rehearsing for hours. Welcome to our podcast. We are going to preview the 2022 French Open quarterfinals. Nice boys, to be back, ready? boys. Nice to be back. So, Jamie, uh, who is an avid listener of a podcast, one of uh, several millions, uh, was listening to her last episode, Paul, and he, he claims that it was kind of boring. We weren't a lot of fun. And he ins- insisted that he inject himself in the podcast as the only way to add some fun. And I thought, you know what? Why not? Let's call him on his bluff. It can't get worse. So now he's a little nervous that Better we call him on his bluff. We had to bring a, a little youth to the podcast with these two Might old well. guys Aver- holding it Bring down. the so average we'll, we'll age down, right? Bring the age down. All right, so we're going to, should we talk about the women's draw first, the men's, or what are you in the mood for? Let's start with the women's. Women first? Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Uh, the post-Ash Barty era. I can't believe that. I still can't believe she retired. What is she, 25, 24? Dropping the microphone and walking off the stage I, at the top of the game. I kind of forgot about that. She is gone. Very uh, Bjorn Born-esque of her. What? Very Bjorn Born-esque of her. Borg. 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 What's he Borg, saying? Borg. Stefan Stefan was butchering my name as we as we prepared for the podcast, so I'm a, I figured I'd follow up with the, some uh, secret with code butchering of one of the greats. I think Jamie was just showing his age there; doesn't even <laughs> know the name Beyond Borg. Is your, your last That's name Swedish? I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, we have a new number one seed now for the first time. Do you want to attempt her name? Z- you guess Svitek. Svitek, not bad. It's getting it's getting better. So she is now. You were telling me that she's riding a long win streak. Is this correct? Thirty two matches in a row. Wow. Barty basically stepped away from the game, and she hasn't lost since. So that weren't pretty J- impressive. Jamie, you were telling me something similar. You have a 32-game win streak against uh, some nine-year-old uh, girl you're you're training recently. Yeah, that, in, in, in the after-school junior program, I, I never am lost. On, I am on a big win streak. Um, there's there's some couple couple kids who are, are starting to give me a hard time, but I'm I'm hoping I can keep it going through. So you can relate. You, you so can relate to her win streak. I can relate. I can relate. Yeah. Equally as impressive in my mind. So oh, there we go. Um, would you do you guys think she's the favorite in this uh, in the tournament in general or? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a real, with Barty stepping away from the game, it's a huge opportunity for her to dominate and get some grand sums under her belt. Um, you could see she's showing some pretty good toughness, lost the first set, and then came back and dominated her last match. Um, you know, I think the field's pretty open. I mean, Layla had a good run, but right now I don't I don't really see anybody beating her and that's left in the draw. Goff, we, we, she came bursting on the stage at, at 15. We I keep thought, thinking she's like 24 or something. She's been around for so long. She's 18. 18. So she's, she's starting to look a little young. more consistent. She yeah. can maybe push her a little bit. But in terms of fitness and just, you know, she's been there and she's been winning a lot. I, I don't. I think she's going to run through the draw and, and, and take take the rolling. But it's also tough. I mean, first seed for the first time, a lot of pressure. Can she do it? Maybe Pagula. That's a fun name, eh? Pagula. Maybe Pagula takes her down. Who knows? Nailed that one, Steph. Nailed it. Pagula. Pretty good. I mean, pa, pa, Pagula. It's too bad it, Bianca really. She's starting to come back now. She got at least one win at this tournament and then lost to Benchich. But Benchich is tough. You kind of feel if, if Bianca can really get there and get back to the level she was at. The she, Swiss Miss she could number dominate. two. No. Not bad. How about that uh, fighting spirit, spirit from Layla in her last match? Pretty impressive. Down yeah, she, and came back. And she had a foot issue. I'm not. I'm not clear on 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 what part of her foot was injured, but she. I guess at one point her dad was like waving her, like encouraging her to basically stop playing. It was that bad, and she. Lost for set 6-2. Uh, then she snuck out. Like the, Her opponent was serving out the match. And she, you know, the typical wobbly legs trying to serve out the match. And she fought. And she was hitting. I've never seen her crack so many big, huge forehands. It must have been part of it because she was maybe not 100% movement-wise. But she was cracking the ball. Uh, absolutely crushing some forehands. Some lefty forehands, actually. Both of them were lefty. But, yeah, it, you know, couldn't do it in three sets. But 
fought. She's a fighter. And just I just love her attitude on court. You you just someone you want to root for. for yeah, sure. and I, I I knew she was decent on clay. I didn't think she was this good on clay. Like she yeah. can really play on all surfaces. Yeah, her fitness level is really high, and I think she made a conscious effort since last year to really try to add some weapons to her game. And you can see it in the forehand. The movement's always been so good, but just that attitude. I think, like Jamie says, right? You, it's rare to see an athlete that competes that hard week in and week out. So if she keeps improving, who knows, right? It's pretty impressive. High ceiling for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so pick for the women. You've you picked number one seed. You went really risky there, Paul. Went, went on a rim. Yeah. On, 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 went on on the ledge right there. It was big risk. I'm gonna go golf in the other half. Probably safer not to go on the rim. No, that could be dangerous, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna take a little bit of a dark horse. I'm gonna go Sloane Stevens, uh, someone who seems to be you know either either going very deep or um, you know uh, flaming out early, and she seems to be on a little bit of a run and, and in hot form. So why not go with Sloane? Uh, Jamie, uh, I hate to, to crush your dreams. She already played Coco? She just lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's, my fir- fir- it's my first time on, on the podcast. So, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, just for the record, these, these boys have been on the court in break. the hot sun for a while. Yeah. I'm the one who's fresh here. <laughs> first, first Bjorn Borg, now this. <laughs> Jamie's on a roll. That's why we brought you on. Told you I'd bring some spice. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to go for, uh, for Goff just to go against Jamie. <laughs> Since she's trying to defeat her. I don't like my chances here, boys. <laughs> Let's put some money on it. <laughs> I think Goff goes for it, takes it down. I actually knew I did Goff was as good on clay as well, but she is fearless. Shall we move on to the men? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Big day today for the men. We're going to nail the men. You watch this. You're gonna, we're going to nail this one. Uh, so apparently, this is an aside. So apparently, um, Ivanisevic made a comment that Djokovic obviously is so fit that he could go best of 10 sets. That's how fit he is. But maybe someone should tell him that even numbers don't work that way when in tennis. It should be like best of nine, best of 11, best of seven, not best of 10. Best of 10, it's stupid. It's, you're tight. Anyways, <laughs> even easy, eh? Big serve. Go on. Go on. I was about to say something that rhymes with that. What is it, Ryan? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm what I'm going to do that. Uh, top of the draw, a, a couple of decent players in the first quarter. Not too bad. Pretty good. That uh, are not used pedigree. to playing each other in the quarters, usually a finals. We've got uh, defending champion Novak Djokovic against uh, 13-time champion. Greatest of all time on clay. What do we think about that match? It's going to be a battle. I mean, uh, you know, obviously Rafa's uh, playing at Roland Garros, so you, you never count him out. How many matches he lost all time? Three. Three matches all Maybe time. Three. So, yeah. But uh, other than Djokovic, I think he's only lost to Soderling, right? Yeah, what twice else? to Djokovic and yeah, once to Soderling. Soderling. That's right, but you know, just came through a five setter. Um, oh, you know, he's been a lot of energy. He's getting a little older, so you gotta gotta figure he's feeling it and a little bit of fatigue. But I don't know. He he didn't look too 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 physically fatigued at the end of that match. To me, he looked uh, pretty good physically. So, so are you picking him good against form. Djokovic? Is that your call? Tough to bet against Djokovic right now. He's has he lost a set yet this tournament? Or no, he's been just cruising. I don't think he has. Easy, so easy. it's uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna be a battle. I'm, I'm just hoping it goes five sets. To be honest, one uh, better. Yeah, more tennis the better, and be nice to see another epic battle I mean, between these. Djokovic two. can do ten sets; he can do two five setters. That's right. right? That's right. His coach, no problems. Who do you like, Paul? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting watching Nadal against Felix. It, it like typical Nadal fashion; he just found another gear at the end of the match and just found a way to just turn it up. And Felix couldn't follow him to that speed, um, so it looks great. But he, you know that foot issue; I think it's going to really hamper him against Djokovic. We kind of saw the same thing last year, where the foot was bad, and Djokovic was able to get the better of him in four sets. I'll take Joker in four. I think Nadal might squeak out the second set, but I think 
as the match wears on, it's going to be pretty hard for Nadal to, to Nadal be in his post-game interview uh, after his match with OJ, I've never heard him speak like this. He was making comments about, you know, never know with a foot injury, this might, might be my last French Open. Like, I've never heard him speak like that. And he was, the way he was speaking, it was like, wow, he sounds like he's potentially close to retirement, which is a not a good thing for the sport. And uh, just scary, you know, as a fighter, you just don't never, ever really hear him speak like that. So it was... I think that match took a lot out of him, but I think he's just battling so much just to get through these matches. And he's I think he so can, tough that he's finding a way, but man. And I think you really get that feeling watching the interviews, like just how much is at stake in this match, right? Yeah. With with them being so tight in uh, the majors race and both nearing the end of the car- their careers. I think, you know, anytime these two meet uh, this deep in a major, it's it's going to be a huge match with, and, you know, just so much at stake. So Yeah, and exciting. the Joker wants to catch him, right? He's got 20 grand slams and Dallas got 21. I mean, this is there's a lot of pride here. They want to be the greatest of all time. Yeah, I mean, Nadal's pain threshold like, to what he what he did at Australian Open is, you know, it's stuff of legends, really. I think it's stronger than mine, even. Like, it's definitely up there. Strong. Just maybe slightly. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not get crazy. Here. I mean, if I can make it through this podcast, I mean, that takes the threshold right there, the, the pain I'm enduring right now. But I think it's a great segue if we look at the bo- at the bottom half of the top, right? What we're seeing is Alcaraz and Zverev. I mean, Zverev has been the the next one of the next guys, and the next been waiting a long time for seeing him break through. Uh, but Alcaraz certainly has broken through already. So, so Jamie has been threatening to wear cutoff shirts like Zverev does on court. Um, so we're not sure if it's going to... What do you think? I think I could pull it off. Should we I think you're summer more camp? ripped than Zverev. Maybe for summer camp. Um, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get to that match. What do you, get, what do you think in there, Steph? Uh, I think it's going to go five sets. Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, I'm going for five. Zverev. Are you sitting on the rim there on the fence? Uh, I'm neither. Um, <laughs> I'm sitting at my chair right now, unlike Jamie who's sitting on a block. <laughs> Yeah, these guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, Alcaraz obviously is the talk of, of the tournament. What he's won three Masters of the last four or something like that. He's insane, right? He's he's gonna win. He's gonna be world number one. I think you called it last uh, last time we had this chat, and uh, he'll win Grand Slams. And I'm kind of hoping that Zverev wins this match, only because I know Alcaraz will be a champ. And you know, will Zverev ever be? I'm not sure, but uh, so I'm gonna pull for Zverev. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be five-setter, and I'm going to go for, I'm going to say Djokovic in four against Nadal, although I want it to be five. And I, I am pulling for Nadal. I think Djokovic is going to be too tough for Nadal, uh, given the circumstances and how rested he is. Yeah. What are you thinking, Jamie? Yeah, I don't know. I uh, My heart wants to see Nadal go through, but uh, I, I just think that Djokovic is going to be too tough. As you say, I think, uh, you know, the foot could be an issue, so that's definitely a factor. So uh, I'm definitely rooting for Nadal, but uh, I think Djokovic is just going to be too tough, and I'd love to see Alcaraz go through. I mean, the dream matchup would obviously be Alcaraz versus Nadal. I, I'd, I'd just love to see that. But, um, you know, t- uh, I'm going to call, uh, you know, Djokovic versus Alcaraz in that half. And I think actually Djokovic uh, g- g- gets by him in the semi as well. The top part of the draw is ridiculous. I, I mean, <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. I mean, add Felix to that, heavy. to that to that group, and you have the four best clay court players yeah. in the world. I mean, Sitsipas is probably in that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might be slightly better than Oje. Yeah. But... That's insane. But I, I love that we're actually talking about OJ in the conversation of, of up there with some of the better players on clay. Because, I mean, he's always been decent on clay, but he's never been this good. Well, like, you Now look, he's pushing the best. Yeah, he pushed Djokovic last time they played on yeah. clay, and he pushed Nadal to five. So he's he's starting to show it. I mean, the promising with OJ is that the growth in his game. right? His serve this year compared to last his year serve is, is huge now. It's huge. It doesn't double fall. Crack anymore. in the forehand. Forehand, he used to have troubles like putting yeah. the ball away. No, he's hitting through the, the point. court. Yeah. The backhand's looking stronger. It doesn't look as much of a liability. Yeah. The movement's there. Volleying, too. I mean, he's really showing growth. If he can continue that, he's going to be able to compete. And he's with fast. The I mean, there's a ton of drop shots in that match with Nadal. They're dropping nonstop. And I yeah. think you really see in, in the way these, you know, veterans are talking about him, there's a, you know, 
tremendous amount of uh, respect for him on the tour. You know, Nadal had a lot of great things to say about his work ethic and just the way he goes about his, his daily well, routine. He's so, right? he, like if he if he keeps at it that way, he didn't uh, attack you know, Nadal there, in, no in the post conference like someone some other Canadian did earlier this year. Yeah, yes, no, he's yes. cla- class act, and yeah. you know he's he's really conducting himself, and that's he wins him a lot of fans, but also wins him a lot of support amongst his peers on the tour. So, which is important. All right, my call. I'll go Alcaraz to beat Zverev in five, and uh, I'll take Djokovic over Nadal in four. Um, I'm actually going to go out on a limb. I'm going to take Alcaraz to take down Djokovic. I think Djokovic wow. wants this a little too much. I think he's gonna if Alcaraz can push him, he's gonna he's gonna the Python is gonna squeeze a little too tight. And uh, I'm going to go Alcaraz to come through. Let's go to the bottom half. The question I have from the bottom, because anybody in the bottom half of the draw capable of beating Alcaraz, Nadal, no. or Djokovic? I no. don't think so. I'm shocked that Chilich is in the quarters. I mean, he I never thought of Chilich as a great clay court player. He's usually so solid on grass and in hard courts, but that's impressive for him to be there. I mean, he played another hard court player in Medvedev. Yeah. But right? even just leading up to that, he was fairly he was solid. And that was a master class. He was an absolute beatdown of... Medvedev so I think the only way you see someone from this uh, bottom half win is if these guys in the top just Injury. beat the absolute heck out of each other in the uh, in these next two matches or, or injured and, like yeah exactly and they and they come in a little fatigue which but. is a possibility but yeah I, got, I have a dark horse for us though um, I was saying that about Alcaraz in our last podcast I'm gonna go with Holger Rune he's, uh, he's he took out Dennis in the first round um, if you watch him play he plays really close to the baseline and he's 19. He's 19. His compete level, like I've been watching training videos of him. His his work ethic, it looks a lot like Nadal and Alcaraz. You love Djokovic. your training videos, eh? Just love uh, watching training I'm, videos. I'm a, what can I say? I'm a bit of a tennis nerd. Uh, but when you watch him, he has that it factor that you don't see in a lot of... Like, I, I don't know if I've seen it so much in Sitsipas. I haven't seen it in Zvera very much. He has that. And I, I think him and Alcaraz are going to be the, the number one and two players. And I think they're both ready at, at 19 to start pushing Joker. So I think he's going to, you know, Casper is really tough. It's the human ball machine. So I think Rune, if he gets through that match, he's got a puncher's chance against uh, whoever comes through in the top. But um, that's my pick to come through the bottom half. I'm going to Holger Rune to beat Casper Rude. And uh, I think I think Rublev actually will beat, uh, beat Chilich. That's what I'm going with in the bottom. But uh, watch out for Holger Rune. The kid's, uh, he's legit. He's a real like deal. It. Yeah, I think the bottom of the draw is wide open. I'm not even sure who to pick, to be honest with you. Um, how, many, how many sets did he go in his last one room? Was it five? Four. Four, okay. Yeah, it, it was, was solid. Like, Sitsabas was yeah. playing at a good level, and he just went toe-to-toe with him. Yeah. And uh, He got tight in his last game serving it out, and then he pulled it off, but uh, yeah, as most people do. But yeah, I, I'm curious. So, Danish, tennis player. You know, as you know, I, I dabble in Bampton a little bit, and uh, the Danes are very strong at Bampton. I'm kind of curious to find out. I'm going to do a little digging here if he's got a bit of a Bampton background. Which would explain why he's so solid, right? <laughs> he plays, he played badminton growing up. I mean, boy, service so good. mentally and physically, and emotionally. But a lot like uh, Alcaraz too, he has amazing drop shot. He's got really good feeling. He plays real, really tight on the baseline. Great hands. I, I, I watched a few of the highlights uh, uh, when I got home last night. We didn't have yeah, time for the real match. Great, fe- great feel. Fourteen hours on court. No uh, time to watch the whole match. <laughs> <laughs> highlights. 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 He's young. He's not old like us. That's right. That's right. I still got my legs. (laughs) Um, And then we didn't talk about, so Chapeau, obviously not not the dream tournament for him, losing first round, but losing to now someone who's looking really hot, to Rune. So at least if you go down down to anyone. But, I mean, never been a great clay court player, but uh, 
I think he. Do you think he's got to prove himself in the hardcore season coming up? Well, that match wasn't even competitive, was it? Was it? Wasn't it no. straights? I think like a, you know, two, three, and one, something yeah. like that. So, um, yeah, I don't know what to make of Chapo. He's bit of a reset be, now. It's time to reset. Be having a bit of a tough time right now. Three, one, and six was the score. Three, one, and six. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. And against a nineteen-year-old, and you're supposed to be the one up and coming. Again, it kind of comes back to you look at that Nadal match where he's he's blaming Nadal for losing. You know, look at that match in Italy, I think it was, where he's yelling at the crowd. He just looks like he's blaming everyone else. And I think at the end of the changing day... Changing his coach every couple of weeks. And yeah, it's not... He's got to look inside and find the answers. His, his serve hasn't improved. Again, compare him to Felix. Felix had some issues, and he's really working on them. I'm not, I'm not seeing that growth in Dennis's game. He's still obviously huge talent, tremendous athlete. He's got big weapons, maybe b- even bigger weapons than Felix, but we're just mm-hmm. not seeing that, that's, that the, change and that growth that you yeah. see. So. Emotional maturity seems we'll see. to be all seems to be one of those guys. If, if his timing's on, he's feeling it. He can kind oh, yeah, of beat everyone in the world. But I, I just don't know if the consistency of but it's hard you know, to do that. Felix has is ever, of, is ever going to be there. It's so. hard to do that over the course of two weeks, right? You get hot yeah. for one week, better shot, but two to three uh, sets. Um, okay, well, there's going to be some entertaining matches today. I think there's already some underway, uh, which Jamie found out the hard way. Um, <laughs> in terms of results, but some fantastic quarterfinal matches today. Hopefully, you guys look forward to it, and uh, we'll see what our predictions. We'll see what ends up happening. Okay, gentlemen, this wraps up our French Open quarterfinal preview of our podcast. Don't be a deuce, Paul, Jamie, gentlemen. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks a lot, guys. Been a slice. Thanks for having me on. Enjoy the tennis. We'll see you next time.